Know how to read, but financial literacy is something they chose that they failed to teach me. So I choose to force my growth and learn how to be able. I got a shaky past, tomorrow finna be stable. You see my face bright, I'm shining like a star. With ambitions for moons, I end up on Mars from the gutter. Nah, I ain't supposed to be here. 2.0 came upon, and now that I can see clear, I'm here. 2.0 came to partner, I can see clear. I'm here. I'm here. Hey, yo, I am Neftali Navarro. I am used to podcasting with the AO, so excuse that. But welcome to Adulting 2.0. We're going to have a fabulous course of landlord relations. I have with me Alexis, who's going to be our guest speaker. Hey, Alexis. Hi, Nev. Hi, guys. Very, very happy to be here. Oh, it, listen, it is great to have you here. So um, as you all know, I'm the Adult and 2.0 coordinator. If you are seeing me for the very first time, pause this video. Just hit pause real quick and go send me an email. Let's meet. Let's talk. Can we talk for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. So one thing about me is I think I'm funny. So I will crack jokes and I will laugh by myself. So know that. But in all in, in all seriousness, um, if you are seeing me for the very first time um, and you are an adult in 2.0 participant or you are hearing the sound of my voice, seeing that we will be a podcast, please contact me so we can set up our weekly goals and you can know so you can be on track to um, getting the sessions out of the way. And you can be a grad. Like we want you to graduate. We want you to be an adult in 2.0. No grad, you're doing the dang on thing, you're doing values, you're stepping yourself all the way up. So, yeah. yes, so do what you got to do and get yourself in order. Yes, so having Alexis here, Alexis is no average regular regular person. When um, Amanda Peterson oh, yeah. like put me on as an adult in 2.0 coordinator, I was like, I'm bringing Alexis because my, like, my good old friend, my good old Judy, as the gays say, um, has been through it all and has an amazing, amazing, amazing testimony. It's what we call in the church when you've been through some things, you have an experience, honey. <laughs> You hear me? You done lived. You an entrepreneur. You not working no nine to five, honey. You not like, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you not clocking in. There's nothing wrong with that. Because a cute little nine to five, sometimes the girls be making more than the entrepreneurs. That's the real gag. Thanks. No, it's true. But the real tea is, it's just like, but you stepped up. You're an entrepreneur. You're doing the dang on thing. And you own properties, okay? So I'm going to let Alexis tell her story and just share with us, like, just who she is and why she's relevant for this course. Yes, Neftali, as always, it's a pleasure to do anything with you. It's always a good time. And I'm very excited to be a part of Adulting 2.0. I'm Alexis Johnson. I am a landlord, I am a real estate investor, I host on Airbnb, and I actually do have a job. I also work for a government contracting firm. So entrepreneurial life is very glamorized, but the real gag is you still need a job if you're a new entrepreneur. Learn that the hard way before you go and quit your job after listening to this podcast. So uh, like Neftali said, uh, basically how I got started is it really started with a car that I wanted to purchase and I did not have the money for it. I had a job, but I knew that 
the job that I was working would never afford me that car. And that really spiraled into me getting into real estate. Um, and also one thing you guys should know about me, I'm all about practicality. So if you walk away from this and you don't have real tangible steps on what to do next, I didn't do my job. Okay. So if my process is once I decided that I wanted to have more money, basically I set an intention and my intention was I'm going to start stacking my bread. So I was like, by the end of the year, I want to save 10 bands. And if that's what I'm going to do, like, it's like spring, how much do I need to save every single month, every single check? And that's what I like committed myself to do. So if you're, and I'm going to say this, I have not always been good with money. Like that off pay week, baby, I get paid Friday, girl. We're going to have a good weekend, honey. Well, you know, whatever, whatever. Girl, we're going to party the rent money. We're going to party the rent money real quick. Bottles on me and over here sending the rent money and willing to pay that little late fee because I don't give a fuck. It's my birthday. And I'm like, well, well, it's somebody's birthday. Not every day's your birthday. Let, let's just let's just like be very clear. Like, go shorty, it's your birthday. Listen, shorty, it's not always your birthday. Every day, <laughs> every weekend is not your birthday. Honey, you gotta you gotta stay home, you gotta buy some bottles and enjoy yourself. Be on a budget, honey. That is the, that's the, that's the word. That's the word. That's the word. That's the word. Everybody thinks that coming up or getting in a better financial situation means that you can't do anything. And that's not the case. Truly the key is a budget. Uh, the best way it said is a budget tells my, my money where to go instead of me asking where my money went. Okay. Yeah. And what ends up happening is I get paid. I'm like, dang, I got to rent. I got to pay utilities or whatever your obligations are. You've worked so hard for the last week or two weeks. The first thing you think is what? I want to treat myself. And the bottom line is you deserve to treat yourself. You should be treating yourself. I mean, the budget has space for fun. A little bit of play. Not everything is about utilities and rent. You got to have a little fun. You got to enjoy that money. You have to. And if you don't do that, then you're going to like spend like, like you're basically going to spend excessively because you feel like you didn't get to keep anything for yourself, which you didn't. So not like y'all, if you do not have a budget, please get a budget. I don't care if you write it down, you buy a little budget planner on Amazon, you make a note in your phone. If you map out what you need to take care of before you get paid, then uh-huh. take that part then take take care of that then the rest is your play money and you could go have some fun and, and this is like a short like you know like a, a quick plug to the second session coming in october where we're going to be talking about finances and we're going to have my good old judy uh janet that's going to be bringing down the finance course yes. so we're going to be talking about a budget so then that's my little together. plug in you know i gotta listen, do a little plug in girl listen this is a good little segue for you janet girl but they listen budget is top tier so I say all that to say it really starts with setting an intention. If you want to get into a place of having your own, because I literally until last year, even like being a landlord, I've always had a roommate. I've always lived with someone or had a roommate literally until last summer. And you, I mean that you, you decrease some bills, babe. You have less obligations. I loved having a roommate. Don't get me wrong. But the key is if you're going to get there, you have to take the steps necessary. So number one, you want to set an intention that this is even something you care enough to do. If you don't, you're not going to stick with it. So set an intention. 
Two. Um, you should set an intention. This is a roof over your head. Yeah. This is running water. This is your living space. And this is my adult and 2.0 participants where we're no longer in crisis and that's on period. So period. we have a stable home. We yep. got a roof. I didn't I didn't put my phone on mute. So I ain't ish for that. Like, let me let me just hold on to not to start. Oop. Um, but Adult and support now, we've been through some things, girls. We yeah. stable over here. Period. I can't wait for y'all to hear the little theme song because it's going to be like, it's a testimony. It's what we've been through. Like maybe, I, say we, I say we as a collective. As a so collective, truly, it is, it is we because I came from our, like humble times, baby. Like everybody, you know, and there's nothing so wrong with humble. Listen, you know what that's wrong A bitch baby? has been broke before. Oh, a bitch has struggled. And ramen noodles, babe. But we made two dollars for the tank of gas. Two dollars going to the tank Period. of gas we to get to the restaurant do. and just to have the appetizer with a cup of water. Listen, what? and then have a friend buy the bottle and be like, <laughs> "Grab that." And that's the thing. Like we can all relate to that place, and even conversations like this may feel a little uncomfortable, and it should because it's stretching you. We're not supposed to be in fighting, surviving crisis mode forever. We start off that way because we can't pick the family or the situations we're born into, but we can make a conscious decision that I don't want to live like that anymore. I want better for myself, and I'm going to have better, and that's why you're here. You're literally here because you do want better, and that's what we're here to give you the keys for. So, you set your intention. You tired of being a cycles girl. We don't want to be broke no more. You have to make a commitment to saving. This is what I'm going to say about saving. Having money is not the result of getting a lump sum and being able to take all of your problems away with a check. It doesn't work like that. And the reason it doesn't is because you never learn discipline. If you don't learn discipline, you could get a million dollars and be broke tomorrow. This is why we see millionaires do it all the time. And they're in more debt after they hit a milli. You got to be able to take a comfortable amount out of what you make or whatever you get and put that to the side. And what that looked like for me is I got being, I was so tired of being broke every all pay week. I'm like, it's all pay week. I ain't got no food. I ain't got no gas. Like I'm borrowing money from my grandmother, my partner at the time. Like I'm doing what I have to do. And I literally made a decision one week and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. And so obviously I had already had a good weekend. So I was like, this all pay week. <laughs> it was that last time. It was that last time. Uh, girl, said, I'm going to change my life. This is the last time me going out and ordering all the hookahs and all the bottle services that I need to. And I, this is my last one, my last pull, my last pull. It's the last, <laughs> literally, but that really was, I probably said that a hundred times before, but that time really so was funny. the last time. And so that, here's the crazy part though. The very next week, I didn't have any money. Girl, I'm broke. I had like maybe seven dollars. And so I remember praying and I was like, God, I want to wean myself off of these habits and like having to be the borrower and not the lender. Like, I'm just tired of living like this. I want better. And so I was like, Oof. I'm hitting myself this next pay week. Whatever struggles I have to go through are the result of me not being responsible. So like literally help me on this. So like, the next day was a Friday. The next day was like a Saturday. And I was like, okay, I'm hungry. We got no money for like breakfast or whatever. I, I was like, I got to go find something to eat. I checked the mailbox on the way out. It's a coupon for White Castle breakfast. Buy one, get one free. Me and my roommate was broke, by the way. We had a, we had a good time, girl. We Next Saturday, girl, we hungry and no food. 
they had a buy one, get one coupon literally in my mailbox. Something told me to stop and open it. I got us breakfast for like five bucks. I put little staples together for the rest of the week. Actually, that next weekend, a friend was like, hey, let's go out. I'm like, girl, I truly do not have it. Like, the power I'm saying no. I don't the have it. Say, I'm saying no. You ever been grocery shopping and you're just like, okay, I got this amount. I got to get me some bread. I got to make potatoes, girl, I some potatoes. I got to make me a PB&J sandwich if I'm hungry for lunch. If I need an egg sandwich for, for breakfast. And then I got my little potato meal that I can make in the evening. That's Bro, it. Don't talk about it. Like, I know a good struggle baby. meal. Staples I know a good struggle meal. Listen. Give it, give it to us about you. So I definitely want us to get into the questions, girl. But please finish, tell us your testimony. Give us the bow. Give us that rap, girl. Yeah. So to wrap that up, um, got invited out that weekend. Literally told my friend, I'm truly not going um, because I don't have the money. Now, if you like to go out and tour and have a good time, it really comes from those difficult crossroads when it's like, oh, I really don't have it. And I don't know what to do. You have to decide within yourself that you want more than that instant gratification. Like, do you really want to have stability? Do you want it that bad? Do you really want to have your own place? Are you tired of dealing with people's attitudes and rules and everything that comes with that? That's when you got to make those tough decisions. Now, that night, homegirl did offer to pay for everything, so I did go. But I didn't spend it money. <laughs> Listen, this is why you have good friends. It's not listen. what you got. It's, it's who you know, honey. Baby. That is the rule in life. Like, listen, forget what you got. Forget Girl. what you don't got. Network. Got, have a personality, honey. Put honey. yourself out there and get you into places. Period. So I did go. I did go, needless to say. That's like, wrap that up. But real change started when I was able to start when I got paid that extra $50 that I was short on every off pay week, I started putting that to the side on payday, anticipating it. You know what your trends are. You do it every week. Be real with yourself about your behaviors and not that it's some things you probably will need to change, but just be real with yourself. Like I know I'm gonna need $50 next week. Let me go ahead and put that to the side. So when I go twirl and I go do whatever, I got $50, I can get groceries, I can get gas. I can stretch a 50 a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Be real with yourself. So yeah. <laughs> Period. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for letting us know that though your status may be different than most or some people that may be listening or like, you know, though it may be different, like, you know, it's relatable we've been somewhere we didn't it didn't happen overnight we like we had our own adult and 2.0 program out there that yeah. got us somewhere to the where place that we are that we're a bit more comfortable and not that we yeah. are settling but we're on our way so yeah. don't get comfortable Ooh, if there was ever a word do not get comfortable keep it moving honey keep it moving so i have a cute little poem for y'all and then we're going to get into the questions and into the whole course. Um, I know you're probably not used to a course like this. You're probably used to someone bringing a presentation. And I promise you, I'll have, I'll have somebody to bring you a presentation. I know Janet is working on her slides. I love Janet. So Janet's a good old friend of mine. And she's going to have slides and she's going to bless y'all and give you the concrete course. This is a podcast style. Like, just take it. Enjoy. Have a kiki with us. Yes. You hear me? Oh, a kiki is for my straights and non-LGBT people. It is like a friendly gathering, a connection, a hangout. So that's what I mean when I say a kiki. So my little poem that I Googled, it called, 
Madam and the Rat. I, I like, and the Rat Man. I like Madame. So Madame and the Rat Man. The Rat Man knocked. He said, how do you do? I said, what can I do for you? He said, you know Rat and Zoo? I said, listen, before I pay, I'll go to Hades and right away. The sink is broke. The water don't run. And you ain't done a thing. You promised to have done. Back windows crack. Kitchen floor squeaks. There's rats in the cellar. And the attic leaks. He said, Madame, it's not up to me. I'm just the agent, don't you see? I said, naturally, you passed the buck. If it's money you want, you're out of luck. He said, Madame, I ain't pleased. I said, neither am I. So we agree. And that was Madame and the rent man. Madame and the rent man. I'm just saying. So, okay. So that was a cute little poem because you know what it is that like, as a tenant, you need to know your rights. You need to know what is up. And before you move in, I my first question to you as in the hunting phase of looking for a space to live, what is the first thing you're doing? What is the first thing that you should have, Alexis? Please answer that for yourself. Okay, so for me, okay, so I'm gonna put myself in these shoes because it's it's been me. Um, and so the number one thing that you need is you need to have first month's rent first and second month rent, and then a security deposit. It depends on where you stay. So here is first month's security deposit, which is basically your security deposit is usually first month's. So just be ready for two months rent basically is what you need to have ready. And then from a credit standpoint, that can be a factor. Um, but I want to, the bigger focus is like cash talk. So at the end of Period. the day, a landlord is going to be more focused with you having first months and security deposit than an 800 credit score. Period. Because you can't talk to me when I have consistent pay stubs. You can't talk to me when I'm moving in with already like uh, um, having a fellow roommate, housemate, whatever you want to call it. It's just like we both are consistent with our money. Like, you know, money talks. We have the money up front and we yep. can get it on and popping. So the moment that you have those space subs, you have your security, you have your first month, you have your last month, and you're ready to put that money down. Can't nobody say nothing to you. Because yeah. anytime, like, because as someone, <clears throat> let me just talk a little bit ish about myself, but someone whose credit score ain't all there, but it's on its way. I ain't getting comfortable now. It's on its way. I always say, oh, I'm working on it. You know, you just say, oh, I'm working on that. Oh, yes, I'm familiar with all of this. I am working on it. But here's yeah. the money. Here's a check. There it is. Period. And Do you also, not want this? Also, um, let them know that, okay, so here's something that is also important. This is like another way to help you if your credit isn't like A1 and it's still growing. Um, encourage them to reach out to your references. So like, hey, this is the last place I stayed or my last roommate or whatever the case may be reach out to them to you know get their thoughts on my stay because one thing about it landlords gonna tell the truth they trashed it they was late every you know whatever whatever so if you've had good experiences with where you've stayed now don't don't put nobody down if you show it out a little bit but if you if it's a good yeah, that's why that's why i was giving you a look you think listen I'm a hustler when I hear, see one and I met a few. Not that I'm calling y'all hustlers. Ooh, I said that. I, I don't know if I can edit, but I'm going to be myself. So um, not that I like acting like I don't know a hustler. We know you're putting your friend's name down. We know you're putting, uh, listen, your auntie's like, you know, the auntie that speaks to and her. Be, we and know be careful. Don't, this is why you don't want to do that. 
because a tenant or a landlord is going to do their due diligence and they're going to make sure that it's not a friend. Like if I get, if I was to get, um, Lil Romeo 1998 uh, at gmail.com. This is obviously not the property manager at your last apartment. Like, please don't do that. Now you lying is denied. Okay. Don't be a bad liar. That, ooh, what, what advice am I giving in the sports? Excuse them, Juan. Listen to this. Let's let the teacher speak. Let's her, let right, her right. teach. And so obviously this is of course talking about getting into renting and things like that. So you may not have already had rental history, but you can have, um, if you lived with a relative, if you lived with a parent, think of creative ways to validate the fact that you could pay your rent every month and be creative. Sometimes we think that like, if my credit score is not, you know, a 700, if I don't have all of this money, all of these things, like I'm automatically denied that you're still dealing with a person at the end of the day. So if you could get creative and how to ease their concerns and be honest mm -hmm. and integral about it, you don't know where that's going to get you because they could hit up like an old friend that was a buddy that's like, hey, what was your experience? And hey, it was cool. They paid, you know, whatever, whatever. We worked it out. So just think about creative ways that you, the bottom line is you want to address their concerns because the main concern as a landlord is, can you pay your rent every month? And that's that important because the landlord has a mortgage for where you're living that they have to pay. So if you just stop paying, they go into debt because now they can't pay the, the mortgage for the house. So the bottom line is, baby, if you could pay every month, that's my main concern. So be creative. So now that we've, we already like, hunted to find a place to live we like hit up different roommates and the different website looking for a cute little roommate and we got through the vetting process apartments.com those are good Girl, websites we don't sleep on zillow.com and click rent that is that is top tier you get so many you're gonna get houses apartments like you're gonna have a lot of different options and then another gym excuse me i'm gonna open this blind a little bit Another really, really big gem that people don't always um, know or think about is a, um, a personal, a private landlord. So if you go through like an apartment complex, there's usually a property management company that has, these are the things you need to have. You have it, yes or no, you don't. A lot of the times, if you can find a house for rent, you are reaching out directly to the landlord. That's another person. So a private landlord, you can say, hey, I'm such and such. I'm only such and such years old. I've been on my job for about six months. You know, I'm blah, blah, blah. And just have a conversation. So if you're having difficulty in, you know, more of like the corporate side, try a private landlord. They're a person. You can have a conversation. All right, well, I'll give you a chance. Okay, why don't you come up with first and last? Like, so that's another shortcut around that corporate red tape that we can run into. Talk about red binding. All right, now. <laughs> So now that we've discussed the whole first process of looking for where to live, okay, we're about to move in. We already secured the bag. Everything was all set. Tell yeah. us what should tenants be doing um, before, like while they're looking at the property and before they physically move in? Yes. Please, 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 please. This is what your due diligence looks like. This is how you cover your tail. Number one, you need to be looking at reviews. Please look at reviews. 
if you're on Zillow, apartments.com, wherever you're going to find a place that you find it looks good, pictures look good, please Google it. Because unhappy tenants and very happy tenants are usually the two that are leaving reviews. I hate it. They got roaches. Maintenance didn't come for six months. Go look at the reviews and take a look at that because that's important before you ever even put in an application. So that's that. Now, if you've already gotten selected, it's moving day, you got your keys, it's time to period, it's that time. Um, you want to make sure there's a move in checklist. And if they don't provide that, you need to ask for it. Because it's going to list like living room, the con condition of the, the cabinets, the refrigerator, blah, 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 blah. That part. Go through, do, I know you're excited. I know they they handed you these keys. I know you're just ready mm -hmm. to get in that U-Haul and get yourself in your favorite room. But please, please, please walk through with that move-in checklist. Because whatever, if there was already damage and you didn't make note of that, when you move out, Bro. you're paying for it through your security deposit, babe. They're going to say that wasn't there. Number two, you need to take pictures, detailed pictures of every part of that house, everything. Every part. And videos. And you want to make sure it's time stamped and usually it's iPhone or uh, Samsung, whatever. It's usually it comes with a time stamp, but you need evidence, babe. And you also need to do that when you check out, when you, you know, move out. So you want to check out reviews and you want to make sure there's a move-in checklist. You want to take your time through that walkthrough, you know, pictures, videos, whatever. And then another thing that you need to be mindful of are your tenant rights. Oh, each state is different. Every each state, state is different. Di but you need to know your rights because like you in some states you can pay from the, I don't know if it's where you this, but in some states you can pay from the first to the fifth. So you have that window time of when you can pay rent. And yep. after that fifth, it's considered late. So I don't know if that's a national thing, but like different states have the specific rules that you have your wiggle space of what can be applied and what cannot be applied. Yeah. And so in Indiana, it literally is that the first through the fifth. Um, my tenants have through the first or the fifth to pay. Um, and then, you know, anything after the fifth, they assess a late fee and the late fee, like you're just get any type of late fee, you're just giving away free money. If it's a hundred dollar late fee, what could you have used that hundred dollars for a girl? We was just that off pay week, girl. That's a hundred dollars for no reason. It was not worth partying it. It was not it worth wasn't. it. It was not. You need make sure you got that money ready on the first. Now, I'm gonna tell you this too. In this market, this is why you need to be paying on the first. Now, I didn't always do this. I I would hold on until the fifth just because I didn't want to see it go on my bank account. Oh, but but I've gotten better, and this is why it's important. With this market and 4 million people in the U.S. needing housing, it's competitive out here, babe. So, and number one, like my neighbor, I'm going to just tell you a quick little side story. My neighbor's tenants moved out. He went up $300 on the rent because he could do it because so many people need housing. So uh -huh. like if, if I'm the tenant that's tearing up stuff, I'm loud, I'm partying, I'm late on rent. Baby, there's not going to be a renew option. Too many people need somewhere to stay and they're willing to pay on time and take care of their responsibilities. So like, baby, pay that rent and pay it on time, okay? Pay and on time. Go ahead, go ahead. And pay it on time. I just want to go two steps back as like, make sure everything's working. If there's an outlet that's not working, that's, that's so something good. that you need to be recording and sending an email to your landlord and letting them know. If the faucet's leaking at night, that is water, honey, that is going down the drain, that is money. Literally. You don't, like, honestly, whatever it may be, 
footage recording leaving a paper trail as soon as you move in there should be a paper trail accompanying everything that you do every yep. form of communication every form of payment the moment that you get that first month that uh deposit you need a receipt if you're not going to receipt from your Zelle or like however you're sending the money that is clearly labeled that if you ever have to go to a court and you ever have to like dispute anything it's like nope here's my paper trail you can't talk to me funny when i got a paper trail i've yep. told you this how many times to come in and fix this faucet like no start yep. a paper trail like honestly it talks it shows because when you go see any any lawyer any judge or anything god forbid that it goes to that extreme you want to come in with a little booklet a cute little manila folder you want to yep. go through the, your paper be like it's oh all this about one? what you can prove it's all about what you can prove and if you don't have no evidence it's your word against theirs and you're likely going to lose. Don't, here's another thing that Netflix said, whatever you can do that will provide a receipt or some type of confirmation, do not ever pay your rent in cash. I don't care if they accept cash. Um, they could turn around tomorrow and say, no, we never got rent from you. We never got a security deposit. We don't know what you're talking about. You either pay it or we have someone else ready to move in. You have to protect yourself. And at that, all costs. that also goes into your tenant well, rights. Yeah, they can do cash as long as they're getting a receipt, as long as your landlord has a booklet receipt to yep. be like this happened. Oh, my God. Horror story. I was living in California. I paid my rent in cash. The rent went, quote unquote, missing. I had to come up with that rent money in days or I was getting evicted. And so like, I went there, I had my money. I was pissed off. I was crying out to God. I was crying out to God, a uh, little boy, black baby Jesus on the manger. I was just like, this cannot be happening to me. I opened the mailbox and my rent like envelope was literally stuck right there. They didn't even look for it. I pulled that real quick and I was so grateful I did not have to pay that. Oh my God. I'm getting I'm getting wow. a little choked up just thinking about it. Cause it's just like, you That's know, you go, through, you go through real life shit and you're like, honestly, it's hard making your money and being in a situation where you're working hard for it, that you don't have time to lose like a whole month's rent. That's a lot. Like doing cash, it's just like if you're not doing a, a physical and to be honest, off, as I, I would avoid cash. Ask them, is there some type of electronic option where you could pay your rent because you're not comfortable with paying cash? Like, no, it's like 2022, babe. Like, that's like last case scenario. So if it's not offered, I would ask. And then as far as like your tenant rights, this is like a two in one. There are real rights that you have. And I know in Rhode Island specifically, um, they have 20 days after you move back, after you move out to give you your security deposit back, your security deposit cannot exceed first month's rent. I've seen people try to ask for a security deposit. That's two months rent plus first and last like crazy in Rhode Island. Your security deposit cannot exceed one month's rent. When you move out, they literally have just under three weeks to give you your money back. And when it comes to your security deposit, little known facts they cannot take normal wear and tear out of your security deposit. So if they had to clean, if they had to dust off some, if they had to do no, literally normal wear and tear, if I had to get the cart, like stuff that are, are normal things that happen when you've lived in a house for a year, they cannot deduct that from your security deposit. And in extreme cases, you can sue and up to like three times the amount. So this is why it's important to know your tenant rights because usually like when you're moving out of somewhere they're like oh you don't get a security deposit back 
because there was a little, there was a, a hole in the wall. A drywall patch, baby, is $10. You could go to Lowe's, price match that paint for oh, yeah. 10. That was a $20 repair that they took your whole security deposit for. So I say that to say you need to understand what your rights are. So they're not just telling you anything because they will. Don't like trust that that won't happen. Not every landlord is the same. And another part, you want to look at- We're just going to take a quick break. We're just going to take a quick- And we are back from our little break. So (laughs) continue on with the conversation of just being a good tenant. Uh, Like sis, what what other information do you want to say of speaking during the tenancy that, that they should know? Like perhaps renter's insurance. What do you recommend on that? certainly you should definitely have some renters insurance it is it's like a few dollars a month when i say a few dollars it's like i mean like depending on who you go with i've seen it as low as like less than 20 bucks a month and usually they'll cover you up to like a hundred thousand dollars so if there's like severe damage or uh, just a natural thing happens that tears up the apartment you're not financially liable or somebody breaks in and like steals all your stuff you, the insurance company will pay you to replace all of your stuff. So, I mean, paying 20, 30 bucks, sometimes cheaper, like I said, a month to have that peace of mind. That is real adulting 2.0. That like insurance. Because you want to say that is real adulting 2.0. I love that. That was it is, cute. It's real deal. I've like lived in a situation where we were renting and the kitchen caught on fire. And I mean, it was bad. And oh. It was a whole, they had to like redo the whole kitchen, but because we had renter's insurance, the renter's Mm. insurance put us up in like a nice, like little hotel suite that had a kitchen and blah, blah, blah for the month that they had to do the repairs. They paid to like have our stuff replaced that was damaged. So like it, instead of it had been like SOL and I'm in debt, tens of thousands of dollars that I don't have to replace this, that little $22 a month. Like we were comfortable, everything got replaced, everything was fine. So don't don't skip out on renters insurance. You need that. That part, and that's something just to keep in mind on surviving and maintaining the tenancy. That you just want to be have the best thing assurance, like you know, and knowing your rights. So what are tenants' rights that they should be aware of? Yes. So it's, it's different um, depending on the state you, that you live in, but some of the main ones that usually grow across the board is your deposit typically cannot exceed first month's rent. Um, if someone needs to enter your home, they usually have to give you a notice. They have that to keep part. your house in livable condition. That is mm-hmm. almost like always across every, every line, the house needs to be in livable, livable condition. So I would look into whatever state that you're in, state of Minnesota, wherever you are, and find out what your tenants' rights are. Google it, get an idea. Um, like we said with the security deposit, like normal wear and tear is included. That's a part of tenants' rights. And the more right. educated you are, they can't just tell you anything because you know. Listen, and there, there's a good verse in the Bible. I'm a little Bible head, a little church kid Come at on. heart. And it was just like, I was blessed when I came in. And I'm blessed in the going out. Going so out. there is something of leaving with the doors open and being able to live on good graces. It don't have to be this level of hostility. It don't have to be like this crazy yelling, like, F you, you owe me eight months of rent sort of yeah. situation. And it don't have to be this toxic thing. You can leave with some decorum. And you can leave with the doors open that like, 
whoever knows where life can bring you if you ever have to rent from there again. So what are your thoughts on leaving accordingly and how do you provide proper notice? Proper notice is very, very, very important. Please don't sleep on this. I got burned with this some years ago and it sucks. So when you're looking through your lease agreement, it's going to say something along the lines of giving a notice to vacate. Sometimes it's 30 days, could be 45 days, could be 60 days. You need to keep, you are responsible for keeping track of that because what happens is if it's a 30 day notice and you let them know on day 21, legally they can require you to stay an additional month because you did not follow the 30 days that they needed in order to move out. And that's that what happened to me. I think that it was like 60 days and then I told them at like 40, it was like a month and a half. And they were like, okay, you're responsible for another month's rent. And I was like, well, I don't want to stay. I was obligated to pay it. And if I didn't, it was going to go on my, my credit report as an eviction for that last month, that last month. So don't let that trip you up. Get a look at the lease, set a reminder in your phone today for that time next year, because that's very important. And then also to... We want to get all our monies back when we move out. So clean up. Don't be leaving a bunch of trash. You didn't sweep. Um, one apartment. I know I had a dog and I didn't want to be charged for that. I rented a carpet cleaner for a little $40, bought some shampoo for seven, uh, uh, deep clean my whole carpet and save that money. Because a lot of times if you have pets, especially if they have um, used a restroom in the home, they're like, no, we have to replace the carpet because you had a pet. And that's usually at least 500 or more out of your security deposit. So do take your time, clean up because you want your money's back. Proper. So for, the, so for those of you that were hanging out with us just to get the gift card, the secret yes. phrase is the name of the poem, Madame and the Rent Man. Madame and the Rent Man is the secret phrase. So, so some of y'all who is just like fast forwarding, trying to find this phrase so you can end this recording, y'all are dismissed. Enjoy like your gift card. You did what you had to do. You stuck around for this long. Now for the rest of y'all that is still hanging with us and is just enjoying yourself and just want a little bit more tea on the matter, let's talk yeah. about real quick on uh, about um, those that are living um, rent to rent and those that are, are living in a lease. Not every lease agreement is the same. And you need to know that it was just like when you locked into that year, you locked yourself, in. You locked in. Unless you're ready to break the lease, and that's going to be money right there okay. if you break the lease. And they have to agree to you breaking the lease. It has to be a level of agreement. You hear me? But I don't know. It's just like every situation is very different. There's that like security that you have of just like, okay, I'm locked in for a year. I know I'm not going to be like having, like I can't get kicked out easily or whatever the case is because the contract protects me for the year. But then there's the whole month of my situation where it's just like, listen, I just have a month to give. I don't know what next month's going to look like or two months from there or like however much notice I have to give. Let me just enjoy the month to month and just the flexibility of it all because like, hey, like some of us we change with the seasons like you ain't feeling it anymore it was just a few months situation and you go on with your bad self so sis as a landlord what what type of lease are you normally giving out and have you given the month to month or have you given or do you normally just like stick to the year lease 
I typically stick to the year or two year option. Um, and then as far as like month to month, I personally, I don't know that I would offer month to month because just it, the turnaround time when someone moves out and all the stuff that it requires and you lose money um, as a landlord. So I personally don't always offer that, but um, something that you you should know because this is a situation I was in in the past. My roommate's lease ended and she was at a point of where she had been staying in her apartment for a year. She was ready to buy a house, but it, that takes a couple months to even buy a crib, right? So she was going month to month and the apartment started wilding. So they were like, well, if you're doing month to month, you were paying 800. We need you to pay a thousand a month for month to month. And right. she, she was giving them 800 because she's like, there is no contractual agreement that I signed to agree to pay y'all $1,000 a month on month to month. And so like it, they went back and forth and eventually she didn't end up having to pay more, but the month to month certainly does get, you just really need to protect yourself. And I say this to say, ask questions about what their policy is. Is it more expensive for month to month? Will you give me a notice if I don't have the option to renew it next month? So for the girls that like, I don't really want to commit to a very long-term thing or my lease ended and I'm not quite sure what's next. I personally would try to avoid that. But if you are going to do it, just make sure you're educated before you reach that point. So you're not like snuck with what's on the back end. Like people may, you know, sometimes people will take advantage of a situation when you just need a little more time. So educate yourself. Pay yourself if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Thank you, Lauren Hill. <laughs> Thank you, Psalmist. Oh, yes. Um, I think like we cover a lot of ground. I want to see if there's anything because I want to give a caveat to those that are still listening. I just want to give a little, a little something something. Um, we already talked about moving out. We talked about tenant rights. We talked about um, late fees, paying rent on time. So we covered ground. Y'all, y'all heard the do's and don'ts. Y'all heard what a uh, uh, landlord is looking for. That if the credit score ain't good, but the money is talking, money good, as Megan okay. the Stallion said. So period on that. And I say period a lot because um, y'all are a few years younger than me, and I'm trying to relate. <laughs> period. <laughs> So my little caveat that I want to give to y'all and just a, a little something, something, what, what would you say for those that are renting today, but want to own tomorrow? What is your advice? What is your two cents? Give it to us. Like, what is the home buying experience? Something to look forward to living for living today, but like dreaming for tomorrow. Give it to us, sis. Great question. So for those that are aspiring homeowners, which you all should be, um, you want to start saving. My cat, sorry, my dog, my dog is right here. Hi, Cali girl. So you want to start saving right now if you plan to be a homeowner in the future. That's just the number one way you're going to need some money. Now, there are hacks to this. Everybody feels like homeownership is this very far dreamland, whatever, and it's not. Your credit does need to be decent. You want to get that boy to at least a 650 that qualifies you for just about every type of loan. You want to start saving your money because you're going to need a down payment. Now, real gag is if you've never owned a home, which you haven't, you can get a certain loan that first time home buyers qualify for that you only need a three and a half percent down payment. 
So people are like, oh, 20%, like I don't have 20%. No, 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 there's cheaper ways to do this, but you need to have some decent credit. You need to have a little money saved. And then when you have gotten that kind of squared away and you're ready to start looking for a house, you want to reach out to um, a banker, let them know I'm interested in buying a crib. How much money are you going to loan me to do this? They're going to give you a pre-approval that basically says, okay, you got a little money saved, credit is decent. Okay, based on what you make, this is how much you can shop with for a house. Maybe that's 300, 400, 5,000, whatever it is. And then you could go look on Zillow and actually pick out a house and you're not just dreaming no more. So you have to take a couple more steps, but why this is so important. When you own a home, you own like you own something and that comes with benefits, right? So an example, my, my roommate, the reason why she wanted to move out of her apartment after four years, she was like, bro, like I've spent $40,000 on rent over the last four years. I could have been like halfway done, like paying off a small starter house. And I was like, yo, facts, you're right. But it also takes those beginner steps of renting, learning how to save my money, learning how to do everything on time, um, because that is just preparing you for home ownership. And then the difference with a house, like I move out of an apartment, I get my security deposit back, I buy a house. If I'm ready to move out of house, I don't want to live there anymore, I could sell it. And if my house is 100000 and now it's worth one twenty-five, I made 25 bands. That will like that doesn't happen with renting. At most, you get a security deposit back. But when you own something, the market can fluctuate, and sometimes that will be in your favor. So, like there are certainly benefit tax credits. Is certain things that just come with home ownership. And like me, I knew I wanted to get into real estate. So my first house was a duplex, and so I do have a tenant that actually lives right next door. And the rent they pay covers most of the mortgage. So I think after they pay rent, I paid like the extra little couple hundred dollars. And we both have a very nice place to live. So there are you are- going to tell them about your business, your current business, or you want to keep that private? Say what now? Do you want to tell them about your current business as well? Or do you um, want to keep it private? Oh, so like as far as like the other house that's like being renovated or Airbnb, I'm open book, babe. Yeah, Airbnb. Airbnb. So the other thing, like with my, um, my house, so I have the tenants on one side. And then I also started, I put my house on Airbnb on my side, um, because I'm gone half the time, or I'm at my partner's house or whatever the case may be. I was like, I just want to try this. Like I really could use, you know, some extra funds and I wanted to test it out. And so like literally from now through the end of, or through mid November, every weekend between now and there is booked. And on average, I'm making like $1,100 more a month just from like renting out my place. And it's usually just the weekends. So, I mean, those aspiring to get into ownership and entrepreneurship, like it starts with these baby steps. It starts with a Friday night. I'm not going to go blow my paycheck. It starts with renting and saving my money and stabilizing myself. Like you can't prosper until you get stable. That means you got to like get to a place of where you're out of struggle. So it's baby steps, but you're not going to be there forever, babe. We're all a testament. Mm. So I just want to take this moment right now. 
I want you to just exhale wherever you find yourself. You heard a lot of great information. You heard a lot of great um, um, details, some tools that you can apply to your life. And I want you to just take a moment to reflection. If you have to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. If you just want to just keep watching our beautiful faces or listen to the audio, do whatever you got to do. But I want you to reflect and just say to yourself, I can do anything I put my mind to. I can do anything I put my mind to. I can do anything, anything. So if, if you want to own someday, it's possible. If you want to be uh, the, the lender and not the borrower, it's possible. You can do anything you put your mind to. You just have to have the will to believe it and the commitment to go forth. So I leave you with that. I thank my sister Alexis for being with us, for joining us today. Sis, if you have a little inspiration, a mantra, something of inspiration that you want to leave the folks with, please feel free. If you have anything specific, the girls know how I do. I like to pick up on a word when I have my sessions of what I've been feeling and sensing throughout the um, our meeting or whatever the case is. So you have you are more than welcome to share whatever you're sensing or feeling. Yeah, so I would say like my key takeaway is um, it is not going to come from any other avenue other than your willingness to do it. That is the bottom line. It's not going to come from anywhere else. It's not going to be a lump. So it's not. It is literally, do I care enough to stick it out to get what it is that I say I want? And that's that's really, really what it comes down to. And if not anything else, if you don't remember anything else I say from this, know that it is possible for you. Don't look at me and Nev and say, well, Nev done it or Lex has done it. And yeah, they could do it or they could overcome or they could get through those battles, but I can't do it. Yes, you can. You yeah, certainly yeah. can. You can decide that you want a better life, a different life than what you've experienced thus far. And you undoubtedly can have it. You deserve it. You have permission to have it. You're supposed to. You think God made you to sit here and struggle to be to be rubbing two dimes together forever? No, it's a stepping stone, babe, because there's more for you. Believe that and know that I believe it for you. God I believe it too. for you. Neff believes it for you. Please don't leave us alone and believing in you for you. So it's possible. And However, I can be of assistance. Neff, feel free to share my contact information. You can text me. I do not do this, but you can text me. You can call girl, me. Girl, they can find me on social media. I'll give you your Instagram. I ain't giving your phone number out. Like all right, that. all right, fine. You, you can email, um, but there, the email for launch is admin at launchministry.org, and yeah. they'll connect you to me, and I'll be able to give my sister her social media so I'm, you can talk through that means, not her phone number. But I have a specific... Um, inspirational word of encouragement for someone out there you've been waiting for a hero to come and you've been like asking if only this person will send me this amount of money if only this person will show up for me and give me this level of opportunity i'm sensing and hearing that you are the hero that you've been waiting to show up for it's time for you to put on your cape and show up for yourself. You are the person that's going to get yourself out of being in distress. You are the person that's going to show up for yourself because you're so used to other people not showing up for you that you're just so um, resilient and, and thinking that it will come. Yes, it will come. It's going to come through you and by you. So yeah. I believe in you. I encourage you. Until next time, this was Adults in 2.0 through Launch Ministry. Y'all have a great day now. Bye.